Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey everyone, it's Jack from Cultaholic.com and I'm joined by Matthew and Ross and this is Nine Pitches for Backlash 2020. Look at them, they're loving it. Ladi daddy, we like to party. Um, I think we need to go over the rule one more time, which is of course, it's not what you think's going to happen, it's what it's you what want, you to, want happen. to happen. Matthew, join hey. in. Want to happen. Want to happen. Um, so each of us will come up with three pitches. We're going to go around in a circle. I think we'll go Ross, then Matthew, then myself. Then we'll repeat that until the end of the video. So without any further ado, Ross, do you want to take it away with your first pitch? Yeah, I'm starting off pure, simple me. Pure and simple. I want to have Watch Sasha you. Banks and Bailey win. That is my first pitch because I think everyone seems to have got it in their head that this is going to be the event where Sasha finally gets sick of Bailey's SHIT and turns on her. But I want this to this whole Bailey and Sasha thing to be Triple H and Batista from back in the day, but then a little bit more as well in terms of like us being absolutely gagging for the term to happen. But it finally does. We're going absolutely radio rental cockahoot because we've been waiting for so long. So my first pitch is for Bailey and Sasha to win and to get the reign they should have had with the Women's Tag Team Championships last year. Let these two lasses hold these things. Don't appear on every show. Don't do a Charlotte Flair. Got the Jaeger, Matthew? Got the no, Jaeger? No, bad, bad I said Charlotte from... Flair. <laughs> Don't have them be like Charlotte Flair, but have these... Two lasses have the reign they should have had to introduce the women's tag team titles last year. Make them mean something finally. There you go. Sasha and Bailey to win is my first pitch. Oh, how long do you think the reign should be? Until crowds are back. So I've got no idea. I think the turn needs to happen in front of a crowd. I was going to say, that was one of the things I would disagree with that. Sorry, I don't know if you want... I know Matthew hates SmackDown, but you know, watching SmackDown week on week on week, I'm thinking, oh, how are you, Sasha? I am getting sick of Bailey's crap on your behalf. So when crowds are back in, you keep building up and building up and building up. And then finally, when crowds are back, have Sasha lose the plot and everyone will go radio rental, I reckon. I was just, just talking. Have... Go on, go on. The chemistry on the show. Award winning. <laughs> they talk about it in chemistry labs. Uh, I was just going to agree with you, Ross. You're right. It, this is something that does need to happen with these two eventually. It would be nice if they waited until crowds showed up. Sadly, who knows when that's going to happen. Just saying. But if they could have the NXT people around ringside doing the reactions, possibly, then it could work if they do react the proper way, which is booing Bailey and cheering yeah. Sasha, right? Okay, good. Uh, originally, Didn't have anything this to say was going to be... Quiet. <laughs> originally, this was going to be a no from me because I want to see the turn happen sooner because if there were crowds... 
then I'd want to see Sasha versus Bailey at um, SummerSlam because it's Sasha's hometown in Boston. But because there's no crowds, I think you're right. I think delaying it is the right way to go. So it's a yes from me, Ross. Get in. There you are. Oh, on that alone, <clears throat> I'm going to have to say no because SummerSlam's in Boston. That means so. we're guaranteed if Ross's plan happens, we're going to get Michael Cole going, it's Boston. Oh, you'll explode all over the desk, if, he will. <laughs> but, but only, but that's, but that's only if things are back to normal then. Yeah. Oh, no. Mm. Oh, it's tough. Well, you are right. It does need to build up like one of the best storylines in recent memory. Not that recent, I know, but to me it is the Triple H Batista storyline. That's fine. That'd be great. Sadly, Sasha and Bailey has been more like Triple H Undertaker at WrestleMania 27. Just never ending. So, uh, yeah, I would like it to end. Yeah, you know what, Ross? Yes. Yes from me. I would like this to actually happen. What a great start to the day. Thank you, lads. Mm. Matthew, do you want to give us your first pitch? I'd love to. My first pitch is dramatic. Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus is a match that's happening at Backlash. And it's happening because Jeff Hardy believes that Sheamus set him up because he met the description of a man with a big red beard. So the match happens. Jeff Hardy unmercifully pounds away on Sheamus for setting him up for drink driving. That one time he didn't do it because he matches that description of the red bearded man. So it has to be him, right? And he beats up Sheamus, he beats him up. And after the match is called off, it's just so violent. They have to cut away like that, but it's the Dewey camera, so they cut away like this. And then huh. as they're shoehorning him off the canvas and putting him into an ambulance, Jeff Hardy's like, yeah, got him. The ambulance dries off, and there's a man there. And it's the dramatic return of fake Eric Rowan. Oh. From last year's Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan storyline that ended with a thing happening. <laughs> He's just been biding his time backstage, waiting for someone else to frame for a crime. Dun, dun, dun. God. So that is it. The return of NWO Sting, Eric Rowan. Ross, what do you what do you think? I am all on board because I want to know more about NWO Sting, Eric Rowan. He, there, he was there in that backstage thing. Him and Rowan had their face-to-face. And that was it, wasn't it? We never heard from him again. I need to know more about this man. Who is he? What's he all about? Apart from, obviously, crimes and framing people. Oh, once again, I was going to um, I was gonna give this a no because I really hate fake Eric Rowan. But then what Ross has just said there has made me realise that I only hate fake Eric Rowan because he went away and we didn't understand why he was there in the first place. So if we did get a chance to learn more about his motives and his reasons for doing what he does, then, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a yes as well because... I don't know enough about the man. Imagine if fake Eric Rowan was the hacker. <laughs> he does not work a computer, does he? He doesn't like the sort of guy who can turn a computer on. What am I saying? <laughs> oh, you never know. <laughs> fake Eric Rowan. What? What? Can we just briefly... He turned up. Brian had hired him, I suppose. To pose yeah. as... Uh, yeah. And then he went. Then he was gone the next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was it Bischoff? Was it his idea? Just blame that, that Bruce, man was not Eric Bischoff. Just blame Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> okay. It's all on no, him now. He's the red-faced well, man. <laughs> funnily enough, um, I think it's time for my first pitch because I think there needs to be a last-minute addition to the Backlash card. 
<clears throat> and it needs to be a loser leaves town match between Paul Heyman and uh, Bruce Pritchard. I can't decide whether or not I want Brother Love or whether I want Bruce Pritchard. There could be a spot where he hides under the ring, and when he comes out, he's suddenly Bruce. He's suddenly Brother Love. He's suddenly Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> he starts off as Brother Love, and then there's the shocking unveiling of Bruce Pritchard. But I want I want Paul Heyman to win, and I want him to stay as the Booker because I don't want him to. I don't want him to. I know he's not leaving WWE, but I don't want him to have a less prominent role. Why Why has this happened? And why has it happened after we've recorded the podcast? So my yeah. pitch is... <laughs> so my pitch is Bruce Pritchard versus Paul Heyman. Uh, three stages of hell match, why not? Um, and and obviously Paul Heyman to go over. I've got an important question to ask. Does he change from Brother Love to Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> Mick, I was going to say Mick Foley style or Matt Hardy on AEW style. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm trying to think of what some of the funniest transformations have been in WWE. Uh, we could do a production trick because this isn't in front of a live audience where he gets knocked off the apron and then immediately springs back up as the other one. So there's not even time to like have hit the floor. He springs back up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like Sin Cara's trampling. Ha-ha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I approve it. Oh, sorry. No, I'm done. Sorry. I'm oh, done. great. I, I approve this idea because it reminds me the last match Heyman had with Jim Cornette, the Xedo match, the Great American Bash, where Cornette has a legit messed up knee. He fell off the scaffold that one year. You may have, you may have heard him say about it a few hundred times. Uh, and so he told Heyman, right, my left knee, go after my left knee. And they get there and Heyman keeps on going, for his right knee. He's like, no, 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 the left knee. The le- go after that one. He's, he's yelling at him, hit that one. And Heyman just like blanks. He's not used to wrestling. So he starts attacking both knees. So, <laughs> and I think that we get a repeat of that. That'd be great. And I want the match to happen just so we can get an amazing episode of something to wrestle with in a year's <laughs> time where Bruce Pritchard calls out Dave Meltzer for it. We never said it was going to be the greatest wrestler match ever. <laughs> so, yes, it's a point from me. Do you think, do you think that Jim Cornette would be a better wrestler than Paul Heyman. Yeah. Do you think? Uh, I was just thinking that there. I've got nothing funny to say, but yeah. No, no, I'm just genuinely <laughs> curious. Who do you think would be a better wrestler? But we're talking like star ratings. No, we're oh, talking. Like... We're talking work rate, brother. Oh, we are work rate. Oh, you know, Cornette does a mint Tiger Driver '91. <laughs> <laughs> I think just because the mannerisms and body language alone that Cornette's done for decades makes him automatically better than Heyman. I once saw Heyman. Um, it was on an old an old SmackDown or something, like 2002. And he gets out the ring because a heel's got in the ring and he's scared of them. And he gets out the ring so deceptively nimbly. He springs out the ring. I couldn't believe it. There was like, that you know match what... Heyman had when he teamed with Lesnar. Was it Judgment Day like 2002 or something again? He's dressed in the, the track suit and uh, the Hardy. He's been going through Lita's, Lita's suitcase with the, the knickers and whatnot on the stage on Raw. <laughs> but yeah, he was doing some impressive jumps out the ring there as well. Heyman's a nimble cat. A nimble yeah. cat. More nimble Plus, than Brucey. Yeah, more nimble than Brucey P, I would say. So I, I'm fully on board. I don't, you're it, on board. Yeah, Raw hasn't changed that much over the past year, has it? Let's be honest with ourselves here. But it still just seems a bit weird that Heyman will get the heave-ho. I guess Brucey P says no a lot, yes. <laughs> a lot less. A lot less. <laughs> a lot less. Put your teeth back in, Ross. 
Anyway, I why the hell not? It'll be funny. Also, <laughs> the transformation angle works for Pritchard and Love, but also Paul Heyman's getting beat down when he goes in the ring and comes out, and he's Paul Heyman. <laughs> Is that just him in a cave? <laughs> what's, what's, what's worth saying? I thought you were going to say he's going to grow his ponytail back. <laughs> just pops up with a new head of hair. I'll bounce you like one of my checks, brother love. <laughs> um, Ross, what is your second pitch? Mine is for, uh, just for one night only, Edge and Randy Orton to reform rated RKO. They get to the start of this match and think, hey, the company have set us up for a great failure here. Let's not bother. Let's just team up and go backstage and find the group of people who put on this greatest wrestling match ever thing on this match and let's beat them up because quite frankly it's really really stupid then they go backstage find Vince McMahon and Brucey P and whoever else was involved and they just beat them up for doing a silly <laughs> silly tagline that's it rated RKO reform for one night to beat up the people who came up with the greatest wrestling match ever tagline that's it what a load of nonsense we're still sat here a few days removed from the event it's still a thing so, you want two middle-aged but very athletic men to beat yeah. up some old to beat up some old men. Those old men deserve it. <laughs> Don't you sit there in the world of this greatest wrestling match ever and tell me the people who came up with that do not deserve a good old thwacking. I've seen Edge's <laughs> tweets, and I think he does want to thwack them as well. Ah, uh, neither of them. Well, just based off their social media game, neither of them seem to be on board with it, do they? <laughs> Morton had that hashtag on Instagram, like, don't blame me for hating or whatever it was. Just uh, ate the greatest BLT ever. <laughs> Edge. Yeah, um, they're clearly it's a, it's it. a load of nonsense. Plus, it would be fun to see Vince McMahon wrestle again. It would be really fun. He was a good wrestler. He was better than Cornet and Heyman. He'd win that. Um, it reminds me of, of either of you. I'm not a mega fan or anything, but have either of you seen Rick and Morty? Yes. Nope. Matthew? Yes. Look at me. You know, the bit, Morty. You, know, <laughs> you know the bit where Rick and Summer do steroids and just batter the children? That's what this is like in my head. It's just Edge and Orton in gorilla position, just knocking people out yeah. left, right and centre and then staying down. I'm all for it. I'm going to give it a yes, Ross. Because I don't want to come out of backlash and then have a, have a great match, but then everyone go, well, it wasn't the greatest wrestling match ever, was it? Which is what we'll have to do in videos, won't we? Because we're ourselves like that, aren't we? <laughs> um, so I. They could cut a great promo beforehand. They're good at promos together. I'm sure it'd be a very passionate promo just to try and salvage some serious wrestling action out of this one. Uh, yeah, the promo will be good before they head backstage and slap a few old men. <laughs> I like it. It's 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 fitting with the times we're in right now, where revolutions are taking place around the world, and it's like we're not the problem. The people backstage are the problem for booking this in the first place. Let's get them! Yay! And then XT people are going, "No, we want to be employed by the end of the day. We haven't got residual checks like you guys have." Like, no, whatever. Yeah, and they're just going backstage and taking people out, and then Shawn Michaels is there going, "All rights, all lives matter," and that story that got leaked and it was really weird. And um, the super kicking people backstage and the beating up people and Vincent Mann's in his office and it's like the fast, the last bit of final fight. He's in his wheelchair and he's like, "You never take me alive." He throws his dinosaur skull at them <laughs> and just takes off. He springs out the building like Brother Love. So agile. Yes, um, it's a yes from me. Viva la revolution. 
there's a Tekken there's a Tekken cutscene where of course there is. Hey, Hachi's compound gets like broken into by Jane or maybe someone else, and that's how I'm picturing this: like Edge and Orton progressing their way through the building, battering loads of like henchmen. I think it'll be good. I think that's the best pitch we've had so far. Get it's it. The, it's the it's the best pitch since one of Sam's pitches for one of the Saudi Arabia shows, which was just absolutely absurd. That was a weird. That was a weird video. That one. Oh, there'd be women on the show. <laughs> <laughs> it 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 did it. It involved Hogan being there on a float that was going slowly around the outside of the <laughs> arena all the time. Oh. Sam had had some sort of... He put a lot of effort into this. Like, he'd, he'd written it all down as well. It was weird. Right, Matthew, can we have your second pitch, please? Certainly can. My second pitch is... Oh, which one? Should I just do the... Hmm. Yeah, I'll give it some space to breathe. Asuka versus Nia Jax. is going to steal the show, I reckon. The pair of them have great chemistry, just like this podcast. Uh, Nia is good at being Vader, and Asuka is too tough to injure. Also being Sting. So <laughs> I think the only way they can improve on the previous matches at Elimination Chamber 2018 and NXT, whichever takeover it is, is that Nia is even tougher than before. It's like one of those non-stick pans. Nothing's working on her. So Asuka is forced to get a laptop out, start editing mid-match, and do a Simpsons meme right there. She posts it on Twitter. Nia sees it on her phone. She goes, wait a minute, Asuka. Sees it, takes a bump, and then Asuka pins her. Why a Simpsons meme? Because Asuka is queen of them right now. Does she? Is she? Oh, Have my I God. Follow her on Twitter or on Instagram. She's doing these wrestling video daft, silly things better than anybody. Better than myself. Better than <clears throat> Raven Siram. Better than you know, a bunch of names that no one will care about. Yes. Asuka is the best thing under me right now. On TV and on the internet. That's the bit. Rich- Richard Tubman is, um, he's a big fan of the old Simpsons memes. So I'll yes, have to ask him about it because he probably knows. Oh, in fa- in fact, I don't know. I don't know if I like this one, Matthew. What? I don't know if I like this one. Do you not follow uh, Asker on Twitter? I, that's the problem. I, I feel like I should give it a no, but I, I'm not in on the joke, so I don't know. Ross, do you know? I follow Asker and I haven't got a clue, Matthew. Oh. <laughs> I thought no. you were going to go down... You're not following so, it hard enough. I know, I'm not. I should probably stalk it harder. I thought you were going <laughs> down uh, the, the old Karna Chan TV route. I was watching that the other day, and she was cooking some meat in a pan, and the pan spattered her. So what did you do to resolve this problem, having hot oil spattered her? She put a biking helmet on, like a motorbike helmet, <laughs> just to shield her head. Oh, I think it is. Is it something like that? And a nut. Nah, yeah. Well, if that'll get me a win on the pitch, uh, yeah, that is actually what I was going to say before you rudely interrupted me, Ross. Just, just the logistics of this Simpsons meme. How does the how does it work from the Simpsons meme being seen by Nia to the pitch? Well, she has a she has a phone at all times because she's a wrestler and she can't go five minutes without vanity searching herself. So, <laughs> uh, even mid match, that's right. It's like one of those dodgy fatality slash friendships that have a Mortal Kombat. Oh, but they're she'll just see them. she'll see herself getting roasted online, and that's enough to, to fall backwards and slap her and slap her. <laughs> I would say no, me. It's too surreal. For, it's too surreal. <laughs> too surreal. Wait too a minute. Why you put over Sam Driver's Hogan float? Yeah, well. Boo. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ah, um, it's a popularity contest. Yeah. So, um, for my second one, I'm going to go for a more serious one because we've been for, we've had a few we've had a few silly ones in a row, guys. But it's all right. Um, but it's a bit of a weird one as well. So it you know the saying it's a game of two halves. They had us in the first half. Not going to lie. So just bear that in mind when I start this pitch because it does improve. It improves. Um, Matthew does not look convinced one little bit. Um, I'm looking for my story time with Jack. Page, but it's not no, it's, <laughs> Please a carry on. it's a pitch. It's a pitches video, Matthew. What am I going to do? So, um, so this concerns. Oh, hey, he's falling off his bloody chair again. Oh, it's been a while. Um, I've got pillows on my chair to like <laughs> help the height on this because there's only so much I can do with my camera. So that was that was pathetic. And, oh, like, oh he's falling off his. Oh. Right. So. Oh. Uh, this is the Universal Championship match, which is not one of the matches I'm looking forward to. Miz and Morrison and Braun Strowman. Now, I think that Braun Strowman's not been booked as the most captivating of Universal Champions, really. I know that's probably because it was meant to be Roman Reigns. But I think it's time to sacrifice Braun Strowman. He's hit the bottom of the card before and bounced back. Get the belt off him. Give it to... John Morrison, he gets the pinfall. Miz is so jealous. And we get a couple of months of Miz just being so, so trying to hide it, but just being so jealous of Morrison until eventually, possibly at like SummerSlam or whatever, Miz turns on him. And then over the next few months, we build up a contender and it's none other than Daniel Bryan. And finally, we get... The Miz, Daniel Bryan, feud ender after a decade of feuding. We get the big actual finish like it should be. No Maurice, no Brie Bella, just Daniel Bryan hoofing the Miz until his nipples fall off. And that's my pitch. Hmm. Well, there's a lot going on there. And not all of it good. (laughs) First of all, any of those two lads beaten... Braun Strowman in a handicap match doesn't do anything for anybody because so what? You beat Braun for the title and handicap, big deal. Makes Braun look stupid for except the match looks Miz and Morrison look bad for beating one guy between two of them. Uh, second of all, I don't want to see any more Daniel Bryan versus the Miz. 
It was amazing on SmackDown. Uh, what's it called? Talking Smack. The big fist. It was great there. It was great on the mic. It did not deliver in the ring. It just don't have the chemistry that you want them to have. So I want them to stay as far away from each other as possible. So it's a no, but not in a dick way. Fair enough. Ross, what about you? Mine's a half yes. I don't like the idea of Miz and John Morrison splitting up because Miz and John Morrison are arguably the highlight of SmackDown these days. The one of the two or three leading acts, I think, on the show. Not Maybe not after, last week. SmackDown after last week, all right. Wait, well, right, maybe right. not last week, but the... John, Mo- I didn't realise how good John Morrison was on the microphone, mate, until this most recent run. He's sensational. Then again, he is an actor, isn't he? So he should be. Anyway, I like the idea of The Miz versus Daniel Bryan being a thing throughout the summer and however longer that is. Um, just because of how underwhelming the matches were not too long ago, I'm just g- giving that bit a yes and the hope that they rectify that and just give that feud what it should have been back then and kick the living days out of each other. Not that malarkey. So, so- it reminds you... Not a yes, so I've got a I've got no point five out of two there. Get it. It's good. Yep. Um, uh, Ross, your final pitch, please. Mine's taken shades of. Remember that pay per view where Sami Zayn got hung up by somebody, a mystery man, and we had, all the way through the night that story was followed through the pay per view, and then it got revealed to be Brock Lesnar who had hung him up there, or maybe it was Heyman. I don't know. It's got to be Brock. It wouldn't have been Heyman. <laughs> Triple H on the phone to Heyman, I think it was, and out came Brock, and he did some things at the end of the show. Similar vein to that, I want Jeff Hardy to do something terrible to Sheamus, uh, which goes on all the way through the night. It threads the, it's the thread of the show. It weaves all the way through. Each time we come back to Jeff Hardy and Sheamus in this backstage, so it starts, the night starts off with Jeff Hardy basically stealing Sheamus from somewhere, pulling a Dexter Loomis from NXT TakeOver last weekend, just nicking Sheamus, putting him in a room, doing some terrible things. We see one scene, maybe, he's pouring pints of Guinness. We know how much Seamus loves the Guinness, pouring him down the drain right in front of his face, while laughing because, of course, Seamus tried to frame him for the drinking as well. It all ties in, doesn't it? Next up, we see Jeff Hardy uploading copyrighted music to Celtic Warrior Workouts to get the channel <laughs> copyright stricken. Three <laughs> strikes and you're out. The channel is gone from YouTube. And then the piece de resistance, maybe, Jeff Hardy's been put through a little bit of hell by Sheamus in this whole framing thing. Jeff Hardy takes things to new levels when he ties Sheamus up and he makes Sheamus watch a full episode of Total Divas. Because we all know <laughs> oh. we're not watching that show. But I, the whole thread through the night is Jeff Hardy. Because I'm not too... The prospect of a match between... Je- just a normal singles match between Jeff Hardy and Sheamus doesn't really get me good. But this sort of outlandish nonsense does. <laughs> Um, so yeah Jeff Hardy getting his own back on Seamus all the way through the night and then who knows where we go from there who knows it's it's like it's straight from the mind of Bruce Pritchard himself I think you're going to quite enjoy WWE over the coming months Rob (laughs) I've loved the drinking storyline and the hacker. Oh, we're going to have many hackers, aren't we? What else has he done that's a bit bit weird on Smackdown we're going to have them on Raw as well they're going to be everywhere (laughs) But I, I want to see Jeff Hardy do something bad to Sheamus, and that's as bad as I can think of there. Um, I'm going to give it a no because I really want Sheamus to win. Um, but that's the only reason. Can't fault your humour in this scenario, Ross. It's really inventive serious. stuff. What? It's a deadly serious pitch. <laughs> Can't fault your direction in this pitch, Ross. Especially the the copyrighted music. Um. But I just want Seamus to win. So that would hurt that one. 
I reckon Celtic Warrior workouts has got to be Seamus' second biggest earner for himself after his mm. big fat contract, of course. Yeah. But the the money he must make from that must be astronomical. Absolutely, the hits um, he gets from there. Why do you want Seamus to win? Oh, um, because he returned and was on a path to something. He was beating up people. He was bullying Michael Cole. And Jeff Hardy came back and he's stealing all the, the limelight from Seamus. Um, and that's I want not, Seamus to... That's, the, that's whoever puts the shows together's fault. Because after every single Seamus win, they would air Jeff Hardy promo. It's whoever puts the shows together's fault. That's who Seamus should be beating up. Get Seamus right. backstage with Edge and Randy Orton yes. and have them three of them beat up everybody. <laughs> <sighs> um, so unfortunately, it's a no from me, but... Damn um, it. It's only because... It's only on a technicality. Matthew. Oh, it's a yes from me. Three reasons. One, watching Total Divas. Oof, God, oh, the mind that, that, that goes through. Oh, it's disgusting. Uh, the copyright infringement thing, that was good. And you saying get your own back, which brought back memories of Dave Benson Phillips. So, yeah, solid three. Good old DBP. Bang. <laughs> Matthew, you said you'd give it time to breathe. What's your... Oh. Oh. So there is this issue on the show of... So if I cannot fall down off my pillows, which are around my waist right now. Surprisingly slippy, it, ma- uh, it makes a chair when you've got two pillows on there, by the way. I found that out today. Yeah, the greatest wrestling match ever is on this show. They've plugged it enough. They've said it non-ironically and seriously. So Edge of Randy Orton, come out. Get ready, get the dramatic montage that we're all used to. Enter the ring. Stare each other down. Bell rings. Ding, ding, ding. They stare even more. And then they sit down next to each other. Look at the Titan Tron. Willem gets his remote. Click. And they both watch Masato Tanaka versus Mike Awesome from One Night Stand 2005. <laughs> That's the one you've gone for. And because then they go, well, that was the greatest wrestling match of all time. And then they have uh, their match. Matthew, no, we didn't say we no, would be having have their, it. Ma- they don't have their match, Matthew. They sit there and sing Mike Awesome's theme, don't they? I forget. <laughs> How does that go, Ross? Uh, sing along with me, Matthew. Oh, well, so well, makes well, his name. All his victims feel, feel the pain. Drop, Drop with, with an awesome, awesome bomb. bomb. You go, you go down, down, you never, you never come, come up. up. Rising up from the land of the gay days. A man named Six, 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 angry and mean, a living, breathing war machine. Name Made his name in the rising sun with blocks of battles that he won. Time and time his hands were sprayed and all his victims felt his rage. What they say. It's hard when you're not synced up, isn't it? Yeah, that's going to sound horrible for you guys. We're really sorry. I, I had a great time, though. I enjoyed it, and that's all that matters. It uh, sounded yes. like there was a, a reverb going on. I didn't know what was happening. Uh. Um, so I just have a quick question, because we, um, we actually had a bit of a, a disagreement on the podcast this week about Cody versus Mark Quinn because of an issue you had with the selling of the leg of Mark Quinn. And yet, as the greatest match ever, you've had the audacity to choose awesome Tanaka when you've got such an issue with, when you're such a stickler for selling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. <then. laughs> 
it's not my fault that they're just tougher than Mark Quinn. Yeah, true. That I, I mean, I he really... kicked out of the awesome bomb off the top rope. I mean, what do you want me to tell you? By the way, this week Tanaka's just lost the DDT Championship. Oh, oh, oh he's been going. He's been. Oh, oh, what? Um, Tetsuya. No, 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 not that. Dude. Not, not, not my belt. No, um, oh. the main one, the the big, the big, the big strap in the company. The big strap. Um, he lost it to Tetsuya Endo. In... I hate him. Because he's. I don't know who he is, but I hate him on on instinct alone. How dare he? Um, it's a it's a no from me, unfortunately, Matthew. But only because it conflicts with mine, which I'm going to talk about oh, in a okay, short that's while. Right. Yeah, yeah. But it's okay because it's a no from you, Ross. What do you say? I'm saying yeah. Just as long as, <laughs> just as long as they sing the theme tune, I want to see Randy Orton giving it the beans for Mike Awesome's theme. <laughs> Giving it the beads. And Christian could come out and he could do the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> like those ECK skits from 2000. <laughs> Mike Awesome's team All on the kazoo. All his victims felt his rage. <laughs> uh, what, Fantastic. Still one of my, my favourite bits of the Archie era when Edge and Christian are trying to cheer up Triple H by playing his theme music. <laughs> <laughs> it's my time. <laughs> um... <laughs> Right, it's my turn, isn't it? It's my it's the last picture yeah, of the video. Um, mine also concerns the greatest match ever. It's sort of similar to Matthew's pitch, with one crucial difference. So they get in the ring, they look at each other, and what they do is, to the best of their forty what your forty five year old ability, maybe in the case of Edge, they try move for move, spot for spot, to replicate one of the greatest matches ever. I think the funniest one, personally, would be uh, Mysterio Guerrero from Halloween Havoc. Just two lanky middle-aged blokes trying to do like that thing off the top, and and obviously <laughs> Orton's in full <laughs> full Rey Mysterio like purple purple gear as well. Um, yeah, Orton's playing Mysterio in this situation because he's got short hair. Um, I think it would be absolutely phenomenal. If not that one, I guess you could do like a Mizawa Kabashi or whatever. But for 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 value for money, I want to see them do Halloween Havoc 97. 97? 96? 97? 97? 97. Yes. There we go. Yeah. Cheers. That's that's it. That's the most far-fetched one so far. <laughs> Randy do Orton to... doing doing work and wrestling moves. What? <clears throat> oh, <laughs> Nice now the pitch isn't nice. the pitch isn't that they do it well, just to the best of their ability, and it could be like it could be like a saw style appropriate punishment for Orton's misdemeanors in the past for never trying and for resting on his laurels. Suddenly he's got to wrestle like Rey Mysterio in the mid nineties. Hmm. It's interesting because you've basically described most indie wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, lads. I saw this on a GIF. Trust me. Uh, mm, I get what you're saying, but they're not those types of guys. They're not like even a funny way to go. Oh, you know what? I've always loved all Japan from the mid '90s. Tiger Drive <laughs> just turns the edge's neck into dust. Oh, so, yeah, maybe not. Mm. And Mysterio versus Guerrero is one of those things that 
you don't want to see parodied. This is so good. Oh, this wasn't a serious. You pitched the. How can you take mine seriously and use that to judge it? I'm it's your delivery. Livid. I'm livid that you've done this. I'm you so delivered livid. it. You delivered it like uh, Mark Quinn. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? It's a good idea. And I also like the fact that they, they're old, so they've got bad memories. So Orton will have Edge. And he's like about ready to do the move. And he'll go, um, hey, stay there, pal. And he goes, all right, no, 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 Randy, Randers. And you have to go on his phone. <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah, I've remembered now. And go. And then let's do it like that. <laughs> they both what look at the next? screen. And Edge goes, like, you German suplex me. He goes, all right, cheers, Edge. <laughs> he's, got, he's got to like... He's like, the screen's not rotating. He's got to turn off mirror lock. Yeah. He's like, oh, for f- come on. Oh, no. Oh, no, it's gone to the beginning. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah can we that's, just, that's, a, that's a good idea. Can we just phone him up? And Ray appears on Skype on the Tron like he has been recently. Starts walking them through it. Give him a German. Yeah. That's my Ray impression. That was, that was a really good impression of uh, Ray Mysterio Zoom. <laughs> Try and work the legs some more. Come on, guys. I like Ray's voice. It's got a soothing little voice. Randy, you're a son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed when he called Rollins a bitch on Monday. It was great. (laughs) He goes, Ray, Ray, what do I do? He goes, I've had surgery on my knee five times. (laughs) (laughs) No, I feel so bad. Ray Mysterio is like one of the nicest wrestlers we ever had in WC. He's such a nice bloke. I feel so bad that we're laughing at him. He was so sound. How have we yeah, done he's, this? He's only one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's mark him. <laughs> but anyway, moving off from the shenanigans. To yes from me, Ross, what do you say? Yeah, I like the crux of the uh, the pitch there. I'd Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. Because they could just do what is widely accepted, the greatest wrestling match of all time, but do one more move on top of that, just to make it a little bit better. Move for move, WrestleMania 25, but with another poke to the eye, just to make it a well, little bit better. <laughs> My inspiration from this pitch came from Tom Campbell's Desert Island Graps with Grado, where he said that him and Spud in TNA had done a match where the all the false finishes were actual finishes from WrestleMania matches. So they did I'm Sorry, I Love You for a near four. And I'd swear I got the idea for this. But So shout out to Tom's Desert Island Graps series as well. Yeah, cheap stuff. plug. Did right, you ever see um, Al Snow versus Steve Carino for 1PW? No. For whatever reason, on this already three-hour show, they went 50 minutes and they hit every finisher from the 80s. Why? Including, and not limited to, the Garvin Stomp. <laughs> it was just oh. ridiculous. So, yes, I'm all for that Were idea. you there? No. Oh, good. But that the memories still haunt me this day. <laughs> um, Sorry, what were you saying, Jack? I was going to just do the outro, basically. Oh, go ahead. Thanks very much for watching this video. And thank you to Ross and Matthew for uh, joining in as well. Ross, have you got anything to plug? Uh, no, not today. I've got bugger all. We'll be and doing Matthew- all the normal the normal pay-per-view coverage. I guess you were going to say at the end, Jack, I'll let you do that. It's all right, you've said it. Uh, Matthew? You can watch the podcast that we do every week. We're plugging the podcast, yeah. Today, depending on, when does this come out? I'm not no actually idea. certain. <laughs> not actually Whatever. sure when this is going out. Well, just just in case, there's a podcast we do that's just as good as this. And on next week's, we'll talk about all of this week's massive Bruce Pritchard news. So that's going to be good. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think there's much more to say. Thank you very much for watching this video. 
Um, as Ross said, we'll be doing all the coverage and stuff of Backlash and the Aftermath. And yeah, leave your thoughts on these pictures in the comments section down below. And we'll see you very soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs> 